0: Thank you for listening to The State Southward. My name is Harish Narsapa. I am the co-founder of Daksh and the state coordinator for the Karnataka Election Watch. Before we discuss the advantages and disadvantages of the proportional representation method, let us look at what the constitution says. The constitution does not mandate that we should follow the the first-past-the-post system. In Article 326, the Constitution only states that every adult, that is, any person above 18 years of age in the country shall have a right to vote. The Constitution also provides how the elections to the Lok Sabha and the legislative assemblies in each state needs to be conducted. It only states that elections to the The constitution only provides that the Lok Sabha and the legislative assembly in each state shall be elected by direct elections through universal adult suffrage, which means that each adult has one vote. It does not specify, as I said earlier, that we should follow the first past the post system or whether we should follow some other system. And this is an important observation that we should keep in mind that the constitution does not say which method we should follow. However, there are a couple of other provisions that are relevant. Article 81, which provides for elections to the Lok Sabha, has some interesting provisions which we should keep in mind. And this is interesting because we should remember that our states are not all uniform. For example, Uttar Pradesh has more than 80 seats in the parliament, in the Lok Sabha. Whereas Karnataka, for example, has only 28. And there are some other states which have different numbers. Why is this so? It is because the population of the country is not evenly distributed across all regions. Some states have more number of people and some states have fewer number. Article 81 of the Constitution provides how the strength of the Lok Sabha should be distributed amongst the different states. It says that there shall be allotted to each state a number of seats in the Lok Sabha in such manner that the ratio between the number and the population of the state is as far as practicable the same for all states. And then it further goes on to provide that each state shall be divided into territorial constituencies in such manner that the ratio between the population of each constituency and the number of seats allotted to it is so far as practicable the same throughout the state. Now the first point is very important. What the constitution provides is that the ratio between the number and population of the state. So the population of the state and the number of seats allotted to the state should be more or less the same across all states. So if one in one state there are 100 people and you allot 2 seats to that state, that means it's 50 people per seat and if in another state there are 400 people, then that state needs to get more number of seats in the Lok Sabha. So it is a proportion that needs to be equal and not the number of seats per state. This causes various problems. Because certain states have more people and certain other states have less number of people. Because our states have been organized not on the strength of the population but based on linguistic and other regional identity related factors. Therefore, this also explains why the Bahujan Samaj Party, for example, got 20% of the votes cast in Uttar Pradesh, which approximates to 4.2% of the national vote share, but still did not get a seat. Although the Bahujan Samaj party did not get much votes beyond Uttar Pradesh and maybe one or two other states. Now, the fact that there is need for an equality in terms of ratio across all the states is to ensure that no state feels that it is getting a raw deal when we when it comes to electing representatives to the parliament. So the proponents of the proportional representation method do not seem to have factored in this issue that while voting percentages may vary, there is an inbuilt mechanism to provide equality in representation in parliament for all states and therefore when we look at a system other than the first-past-the-post system, including proportional representation. When it comes to elections to the parliament, we have to not only look at the overall vote percentage across the country, but we will have to look at the votes cast in each state. And therefore, it means we may have to devise a proportional representation method that is applicable to each state and, it is relevant to, and which is relevant to each state and not necessarily only a proportional representation system that works across the country. Because a proportional representation system that only considers the total number of votes cast and the total number of seats available in the entire country for the Lok Sabha will inevitably cause a massive unrest because it means that parties which have support in the populous states will end up getting more seats than parties who are in power in smaller states in terms of population. So that is an important factor we should remember. And that is also that was also an important reason for the decision to adopt the first-past-the-post system when the constitution was drafted. There were two reasons that Dr. Ambedkar articulated in the constituent assembly when there was a proposal to include proportionate representation as the method to determine the number of uh, seats that each party gets. Dr. Ambedkar made two points. One, he said that our country was not literate enough and without enough literacy, it will be very difficult for the ordinary voter to choose on the ballot paper a number of candidates to accommodate the proportional representation method, where you have to choose, you have to give first preference to one, second preference to another, um, and so on and so forth. Whereas the for in the first past the post system, you just had to choose one candidate who you wanted to vote for. So that was a big argument in the favor of the first past the post system. The second argument was that the circumstances under which we got independence and the Communal violence that accompanied the dawn of independence meant that the leaders at the time of independence were very concerned about the unity and integrity of the country. They did not want factors like religion and caste to divide the country and they felt that adopting a proportional representation method would mean that the country would be divided purely along communal and caste lines. Therefore, a first-past-the-post system was chosen as, in their view, it would address both the issues that were discussed. The third relevant factor in choosing the the first-past-the-post system was also that we were largely influenced by the parliamentary democracy that was followed in Britain. And Britain was following the the first-past-the-post system. I am not sure... If these three relevant factors that prompted the decision of choosing the first past-the-post system have changed that much, yes, the literacy levels are certainly better than what they were in the 1950s. But the other factors like dividing the country along religious and caste lines and The importance that we need to give to different states and to maintain an equality amongst the different states still remain relevant. It is in this context that we should carefully evaluate whether the first past the post system is not serving its purpose anymore. Thanks for listening to this Southward podcast. For more news, cultural trends and ideas, visit us at southward.thestate.news. You can listen to all our podcasts on Stitcher, TuneIn and iTunes. Search for Southward. That's S-O-U-T-H-W-O-R-D.